So, I'm enjoying the carols. You will hear a lot about promises at Christmas, yes? Anyone here been promised any toys come Christmas Day? No hands going up. Mm, tough year. But lots of promises about anyone, you know, I'll be home for Christmas. Anyone promised I won't burn the turkey this year? Hopefully not necessary. But lots to be excited about, I think. And I wonder how long you'd be willing to wait for a promise. If I were to say to you, I've got a present for you. It's a really good present, and you might get it this Christmas, but you might get it in five Christmases' time, or you might get it in 50 Christmases' time. I wonder how long you'd be willing to wait before that, that promise started to get a bit stale. Uh, I think if it's socks, probably one year is, is about the limit. If it's chocolate, maybe more. If it's a palace, hmm. Now you're willing to wait a bit longer, maybe. What about a baby? I'll leave that one to you. Um, but can you imagine a promise so good that you would be willing to wait 50 years longer? Even a promise that you might not see fulfilled in your lifetime. These characters that we've been hearing about in the, the video that's just come are people from the Bible. They are people who appear in what's called the Old Testament, the story of God's people down through history. And they had some of the most wonderful promises made to them. You can read in Genesis this raft of promises that God made to Abraham, who's known as the father of God's family, the, 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 sort of the great granddad of all God's people. And he has wonderful promises made to him in the book of Genesis about land, somewhere to live and be safe, about uh, descendants, you're going to be a dad. And this to a man who's sort of 80 years old at the time, but you're going to be the father of nations. Promises about blessing, that God says, I will do you good. He has promises made about nations being blessed through him, about kings coming from his family line, promises about victory. And these are promises that are good. They're promises that are worth waiting a lifetime for, and indeed he did have to wait for them. We read that he, he didn't see these things fulfilled in his lifetime, nor did his grandson, nor did his great-great-grandson, but they were left hanging, but the promises were so good that they were willing to wait. We read in this passage that this poem uh, that went behind the video it's based on a passage in the Bible from a book called Hebrews, chapter 11. And the first verse runs like this. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And all these people are described as people who live by faith. Now what's the difference between faith and hope? Hope says come Christmas Eve, having not done any shopping or anything else, I hope there's going to be some pigs in blankets on the table tomorrow. Maybe a little bit of wishful thinking if the, the, the store aisles are bare by that time. Faith might be based on already having some sausages and bacon in the freezer ready and waiting. See, hope says, that would be great. But faith says, that would be great and I have confidence that it's going to happen. 
these people in the Bible weren't, weren't hoping in something based on just wishful thinking. But they had faith in the promises that God had made based on their experience of him, how he'd come through for them in the past. They've got confidence in what God says because they've seen it time and again. Not just hope, but faith that what he said is going to come about. They couldn't yet see it. They couldn't yet see how it was going to happen. But they believed that God is trustworthy. And they believed that he was able to do all that he promised. And so Abraham and his family line live with this tension all down the years. They see kind of glimmers of what God said he's going to do, but not the full thing. Abraham, he's been promised that he's going to have children more numerous than the sand on the seashore, which sounds challenging. Uh, But he has a couple of boys in his lifetime. He doesn't even begin to see that promise come into its fulfillment, but he sees a little bit of it. Enough to make a a nearly 100-year-old man go, huh, maybe there is something to what God's saying after all. Moses picks up the same promises and he trusts them through, like we heard, plagues and high seas. He trusts God. He sees glimpses of what's coming, but not the full deal. David sees victory over his enemies. He sees glimpses of what God's promised and he defeats Goliath, but he doesn't see the full deal. And they're living with these promises and it's like if you've been promised a chocolate orange and someone gives you a satsuma. That's good. But it's not what I'm waiting for. I want the real thing. Would anyone like a satsuma? First hand. Abraham's waiting. His family are waiting. All down the line, they're waiting for a lasting victory. They're waiting for for a country that is safe and prosperous where the people in charge are trustworthy and wise. Does this sound familiar? They're waiting for for victory. They're waiting for victory even over death. And they have these longings that they live with all down the years. Promises passed on from, from grandfather to grandchildren and right down the line. And none of them saw in their lifetime the fullness of what God had promised. Do you think they were disappointed? We heard in, the, in that animation, it wasn't a bitter pill to them because they knew that God would come through and they had a vision of something that went beyond just their lives. If they had seen how God was going to do it, they would have been stunned because they were waiting for, you know, down the generations, waiting and watching and longing for the day when God would finally come through and they're expecting the earth to be transformed and shaken. They're expecting something exciting they're expecting something noisy can you say noisy can you say it properly noisy they're expecting something big (laughs) and instead what happens is that in a small country town in a small inn a small baby is born in the animal's feeding trough And knowing babies, it would have been noisy enough, but still not earth-shaking. And yet in this one simple birth, we see God's promises fulfilled. 
in this one simple birth, we see how faithful he is to the promises that he's made. There's a line in our little town of Bethlehem that we sung earlier. In the dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. What a weight to put on a baby's shoulders, huh? But the hopes and longings of all those generations finally coming to fruit in this one little birth, this one child born in a stable. Jesus didn't shrink back fully God, but he didn't shrink back from humbling himself and becoming human. Isn't that outrageous? That God would would bring these promises to a head in a baby? Isn't that crazy? But he came to live amongst us. He came to win the victory over sin and death that we never could. To win the victory for us and then hand it over to us as our inheritance. We have the same longings as Noah and and Sarah and Rahab and David and all the others. We have longings for freedom from anxiety, for no more worries about money and illness and death, no more worries about war. We long for peace. We long to be loved. And through this baby, God was delivering all of these promises to us. Jesus came so that we could have not just, not just hope, not just wishful thinking, not just some kind of dreamy vision of the future that we're, it, it disappears like a mist when you try and grab at it, but something that you can put your confidence in. Jesus came so that we could have faith. He came to deliver promises that are worth waiting a lifetime for. And if you call out to him, if you call out to Jesus and put your trust in him for forgiveness and salvation, you will find true hope. Promises that, that are really worth it. You know, you might hope that Norwich City are going to get into the premiership and then, and then win the premiership, but that's wishful thinking. <laughs> but God is able to deliver on, deliver on promises much bigger are much better than that. He can give you peace and joy in this life, even in the middle of the trials that like some of these people went through. Even in the middle of the trials, he can give you peace and comfort, and he can give you a confident hope about the life to come. That's a promise that's worth waiting for. Christmas is very much about promises. But more than promises of of well-cooked turkey and pigs in blankets and presents under the tree, it is supremely about the wonderful promises of God that have been fully met in Jesus Christ in this one simple birth. May God bless you and may you have a merry, merry Christmas.